I left my failing business that resulted in thousands of dollars of debt and almost killed my passion for entrepreneurship to set out on a journey to build a business I could enjoy doing the rest of my life. I went all in to learn a new skill and found myself in the world of funnel marketing. Now I get to talk to entrepreneurs who are creating mass movements and empowering others. I don't know how I'll do it yet, but I know I want to join them. Follow me on my journey as I speak with top entrepreneurs to learn the strategies they are using to build their movements and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Susan Leonardson, and this is Amplify Your Impact. Hey, everyone. On this episode, I have Katie Elker. She is a financial planner turned financial coach who specializes in helping individuals pay off debt and save more faster than they thought possible. And her clients include parents wanting to stay home more with their children. So that's totally me. And women who are trying to clean up their finances post-divorce and those who stress about money despite making good income. So kind of hit on a lot of different things there. And so I think what Katie has to say today will be able to help us no matter what situation you're in. And I've also asked Katie to talk a little bit about what she teaches to people in the eyes of an entrepreneur, since that is what this podcast is about. So let's welcome Katie to the show. Hey, Katie, how are you? Hey, Susan, thanks for having me. I'm great. Great to have you here. So one thing that stands out to me, we'll get into your story in a second, is that you mentioned when we were getting ready for this interview that you've grown your business with two small children. Is that right? That is right. Yes. So I think you even have a little bit of something to share with us about that because that is a struggle that a lot of us can go through as well. But let's get to know you a little bit more. So you obviously have two children. Um, what, What else can you tell us about you and how you got started in your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I'll take you a little ways back. I actually have a, so my, my undergrad is in business and I went back to grad school to get my degree in education. And so I was teaching high school business courses and a lot of it was personal finance and entrepreneurship and different like computer and career and marketing classes. And after five years of that, I decided I wanted to go back into the business world. So I took a job as a financial planner and It lined up really well. I thought maybe I would go that route when I graduated with an economics degree. And so I did that for about two and a half years. And during the time, I started playing around with the idea of going out on my own. And I ended up finding out I was pregnant. And at that time, I was just switching broker dealers for those who are, um, you know, aware of kind of how the personal finance world works. But I was just switching. And I had switched and I worked there for a little while and was like, you know, I, I had started to like, gain some traction online and, th- and it started to like kind of think about how could I run this business with more freedom, which I think a lot of your listeners can relate to. So how can I run this business with more freedom and have more time to spend at home with my child who at that time, you know, I think I started officially my business one month before she was born. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it was crazy. And I definitely, you know, looking back, I don't recommend (laughs) doing it in that order by any means, but I think it was a really good like push off point for me. I actually took on a few clients before she was born. And then it was really nice because I returned back to work after maternity leave, but I was still working my business. And then after a few months more of that, I decided to go into my business more. And 
actually, ultimately at that time, I wanted to be home more with her. I wasn't even so much looking for working my business full time, but I wanted to be able to work it and be home with her. And so that was in February of 2018. And, uh, and here we are today. So it's 2019, obviously. And since then, I've had another child. She's four and a half months old. And I honestly, at this point, I think I would make a terrible employee. I think I'm too far into the entrepreneurial world. I love it too much. And it's really nice just being able to have the flexibility and be able to work my business when I can around my two daughters schedule. So I love that. Well, since we're talking about it already, what does that look like for you? Um, I know a lot of women who work from home or, or fathers that work are working home from home with small children and you've got like really small children. Um, how do you manage your time and like making sure you're, you're taking care of clients and also taking care of like your coaching business as well? What, how, what is your, maybe your number one tip in being able to manage it? Oh, that's a great question. I think my number one tip probably is to adjust expectations. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I love working and I love being an entrepreneur. So I can work on my business like day in and day out all day. And I think that when you have kids, especially kids that are home and you have limited childcare, it's just really important to, for me, I think for other people who are maybe in a similar boat to really just adjust your expectations. Like I know that you know, in the mornings between the time of maybe like eight and 12, I'm really not going to get any work done. I have my kids and I'm going to be fully present with them as much as I can. And I know that if I check my email or if I check a message from a client, or if I check something on social media, that I'm going to feel stressed. Like I'm going to ultimately be dragged out of the world, like being with my kids into like work mode. And then I'm going to be trying to work while my kids are you know, running around and needing my attention. And one is obviously not running around. She's only four and a half months, <laughs> but the other one's <laughs> too, a little over two. And so I find that that actually stresses me out more than when I say, okay, I'm working between, you know, usually it's 1 p.m. to like 4 p.m. on certain days. And then I have childcare one day a week. And I know I can work a longer stretch that day. And then I do a lot of work on nights and, and weekends too. And so for me, it's just having those expectations of like, okay, this is the time of working and this is the time that I am not going to be able to get any work done. So it's not worth it for me to try to do both at the same time. That's a really a great, great tip. Adjust expectations. And then also you have your set work time and your set family mom time, and you don't yes. let them overlap into each other. That's awesome. Yeah. And I think it's one of those things where it, you know, I, it sounds really clean when you say it, but of course, like if you're at home and you have kids at home, like it's not always going to be, you know, super super neat. Like for example, this podcast today, I don't usually have childcare on Mondays. Both of my girls are usually sleeping by one, but I just, one of them had just fallen asleep five minutes before I jumped on. So it's one of those things where you know stuff definitely comes up. And so I think just being able to be flexible and, and have, like I said, those expectations, if you need to adjust them, you know, that's okay too. Yeah. Yeah. And five minutes right before the interview, like I've totally <laughs> been there like, oh my gosh, he's not going down for a nap, but yeah, somehow it works out. And if it doesn't, you still make it through. <laughs> exactly. So tell us about your coaching program that you do then. So what do you, who do you help and how do you help them? Yeah. So my main focus is on 
the membership that I have, which is called the Kickdown Deck Club. And that is essentially geared right now. It's all females. There's nothing against males. They're, they're welcome too. But you know, for whatever reason, it's, it's mostly females in there right now. And I actually have found that, um, I think part of the reason that is, is because females tend to handle more of the day-to-day finances. I find a lot of times, whereas sometimes the, the male in the relationship might do more of like the investments and that kind of thing. And so I know that is true for, for our household or, or, um, and can be for a lot of other households. So it's, uh, a program that's geared towards people that are really looking for a plan that can be customized to them to help them pay down debt and keep it off. And a lot of it is just, you know, people are, it's comes from, come from all different walks of, of debt life, if you will. So it could be, they have credit card debt. It might just be that they have student loan debt or car loans, or maybe even they're just really trying to accelerate paying down their mortgage. Um, so it's can be it's really customized and I like it because I always say I compare it to kind of the Dave Ramsey program, whereas like Dave Ramsey, love him or hate him, he has a lot of great tips, but it can be very strict. And I know a lot of people that have fallen off the Dave Ramsey wagon, if you will. And so I try to tell people like this program is a little bit more flexible, maybe more forgiving, and it's really high touch. I'm, you know, in my membership group every day and you get one-to-one calls with me every month, and then you have the team you know, the group in there for support and me for support and accountability motivation. And we, we do challenges every month. So I try to make it fun because paying off debt, I don't know if you've ever tried to like buckle down and pay off debt, but it's not the most pleasurable thing in the world. So no, it's not. It's (laughs) really, really horrible. (laughs) Um, So all of the help that is offered is just great. So Katie, can you tell us a little bit about um, how like, what do you see the problem is with, like, let's talk about entrepreneurs for a minute. What is the problem that people are having? And um, maybe a little bit of advice for, for those that are struggling with their finances. Yeah, absolutely. So the majority of people that actually are in my group or that I see and work with are entrepreneurs. I like, I think, you know, like-minded people tend to attract one another too. So uh, I find that you know, when people are starting out their business, a lot of times people are taking on debt to start a business. And I don't, I think there's a way around that, but I I think it also can be really hard to start and grow a business without taking on debt. So I always tell people debt is not, it's not a bad thing. It's, you know, it can be very neutral. So you can use debt to, you know, start and grow business. You can use debt to make poor financial choices. And it's just kind of how you use it. And so when you are going into business, especially, and you're considering you know, taking out a business loan or starting to use a business line of credit or a credit card, I always tell people to like have a plan. So a lot of times entrepreneurs like get in and they're just spending money all over the place trying to figure out, you know, the website and the different technology and the marketing and sales and everything. And I tell people really have a plan for an a, the amount of money that you want to go into debt for, or you're you're willing to go into debt up until maybe is the better way to put it. And then okay. and then B, you know, have an idea of like where that money is going to go. Like how is it going to be allocated out? And then um, from there, have a plan to like how will that debt get paid off? So will it get paid off from maybe a partner who has you know, income coming in steadily, or you maybe have a steady income job that you're also going to be funneling in towards that? Or are you going to be waiting till you, you know, start taking in revenue, and then part of that will be going towards the debt and part of it will be going, you know, back into your business. So 
it's nice to, if people can have a plan, I find that it reduces the amount of headaches that they have later on. And so like, let's say you had a credit card approved and you're going to use it for your business. And it has like, even it has a max of like seven grand or 10 grand or something, but you make a limit for yourself saying, I'm only going to spend, you know, $3,000 on this credit card or $5,000 on this credit card for business purposes. And I'm going to use it, you know, this much money is going to go towards a website, this much money is going to go towards a coach, this much money is going to go towards some technology. And then my plan for paying it off is I'm going to let it, you know, maybe it's a zero interest credit card or something like I'm going to pay this much amount every month so that it's paid off by the time the interest kicks in, or I'm going to start funneling this much towards it, you know, from my paycheck or whatever it might be. So I think that those three pieces can save people, like I said, a lot of headaches down the road. Yeah. Do you ever have people that come to you that didn't have a plan (laughs) when they got all of their debt? And then how do you help them with that? (laughs) Uh, Yes. So that is pretty much everybody (laughs) that comes to me. And it's not necessarily people, it's not all people that have just gotten into debt for like their business. It can also be, you know, maybe they started a business and they weren't pulling in as much money. And so they started using personal credit cards or, you know, they needed to use, they need to use credit to just finance their day-to-day life, however that might look. And so, Mm -hmm. yeah. So when we, when I start working with somebody, the first thing we do is go through all their finances. So any income that's coming in, whether it's from themselves or if they have a partner and we go through all their debt and all their expenses and we get it all written out. Cause I think that is just really important to see it all laid out in paper. We, I typically do it over like a shared Google document. And then from there, we can decide, okay, like, first off, you know, do we have enough income coming in to meet our expenses? Because if the goal is to pay down debt, but you don't have enough income coming in, then you're just going to keep using debt to fund your life. So that's kind of the first step. And then we look at, you know, what expenses could we maybe lower or cut out? What are some ideas to maybe increase income? And then really having an idea of like, okay, so we have the debt, maybe we need to transfer it to some zero interest cards, or maybe we need to work some things out. But then what is like, how much money then once we have the income up, how much money can we put towards that debt, you know, per month or whatever the plan might be. And so it's really just going through with somebody and them having me as like a third set of eyes, like a, I'm not emotionally attached to their finances like they are. And so really just going through all the numbers and making a plan. And then I send them that plan and then we, you know, have that we meet every month, we talk every month and see, you know, how are things going, what needs to be adjusted. But I found that the biggest, you know, the two things that I offer that are really helpful are awareness and then accountability. And so helping people just create awareness around everything that's going on with their finances and then having the accountability to follow through because it can be really easy to make a plan, but then never really take steps to implement it or just maybe we start, you know, start the plan or start the action steps and then fall off. And so that's kind of where I come in. Absolutely. And I think that those two things can like, they make all the difference when you first, you have a third party perspective, like you said, saying like, okay, do you really need to spend this amount of money on this thing? Like, come on, like having them, you know, have that other perspective of like, you really probably don't need this money going out here, but then also the accountability, because I think that's probably where most of us struggle is like, okay, we can make a plan. Um, 
kind of get by with what, you know, we know how much money is coming in. We know how much money we should not be spending, but like, you know, things happen and it's, it's like, well, you just kind of slip back into those old habits. Whereas if you have an accountability partner, you know, someone that can coach you through it and talk you through things and remind you of why you're doing what you're doing, um, that could make, like that could basically make or break you being able to be successful in it. Yeah, absolutely. So that was, that's awesome. You also have a monthly cash flow template that people can go get from your website. Is that right? Katie Elker and it's Elker with a silent O in front, um, dot com. And so what, what would that tool help people with? Yeah. So that's just like a really great starting point. If you're unsure of, where your income is coming from and like what, like most of us like know where like the income is, but we're not always so sure on where the expenses are or what all the expenses look like. And so it's a really great way just to like go through all of your numbers yourselves. Like what do we have coming in? What do we have going out? What are the fixed bills we have? It's broken up into fixed and then variable or what are the discretionary items? And so it's actually, I use that piece starting off with clients to go through all this stuff, but I have it then there for people that want to, you know, go through it on their own. And then, you know, if from there, they're like, okay, I've got this, but I don't have a plan on how to, you know, change things, then they obviously can reach out to me. But I think it's just a really great tool for people to use to get organized if they're feeling unorganized, or they don't know, maybe they have like, they feel like they have money coming in, but they like, don't understand, like, why don't I have any money at the end of the month? They don't know where it's all going. So yeah, that's basically the first step. And then if you need help after that, reach out to Katie. Katie, where can people find you besides katieelker.com? Yeah. So actually I'm on Twitter and that is at financially free females and financially free females is the Facebook group that I run that is in conjunction with the podcast that I have. So financially free females is kind of my, um, like my brand, if you will. And then Katie Elker is my website. You can follow me on Instagram too. It's Katie Elker same as the website. So awesome. That's great. And I really love the advice that you've given on like creating a plan. Um, if you are expecting to start a business and take on debt, or maybe you have a business already and you really feel like you need to take on more debt (laughs) just to make sure that you have that plan. That was really good advice. Um, to really make sure that you've got everything written out and you have the numbers done and have that plan of how it's going to get paid off. And um, do you have any other final thoughts that you wanted to share with people that that could help them or anything else at all? Yeah, I think like one of the things that I come across most is people that are like they're really afraid of debt or they're feeling like really bad about the situation that they're in, and so. I think a lot of finance, of course, like I do a lot of the, you know, physical, logistical, like what's coming in, what's going out, let's make a plan, pay down debt. But there's the whole like mindset piece to it too. And so I found that if people are feeling really like, like a lot of shame or guilt around their debt, it's much more likely that they will stay in debt or they will rack up more debt than if they kind of treat it as, I always tell people like it happens like debt happened. It was, it's not a bad thing. So you use debt to get to a certain place or use it, maybe learn some lessons along the way. If it was, you know, didn't work out like you thought it would, but it's something that, you know, you used when you were doing the best you could with what you had. And 
it's like time to kind of forgive your debt, if you will, like let it go. Um, not, not like let it go, don't pay it, but um, kind of like let go of the guilt and the shame that you're feeling around your situation and just, um, you know, make a plan and have that accountability and that awareness and just start taking steps to move forward. Cause you will start feeling so much better once you take action instead of just kind of lingering on, you know, and beating yourself beating yourself up um, over having the debt in the first place. So I think that it's kind of my last like parting words, if you will, is just to you know kind of change your mindset around it and and have like take action. Cause I think that it can be, you know, we can think about it all day long, but if we're not taking action in our business or with debt payoff or anything like that, like it's not going to go anywhere. So. Yeah. I think that it's really easy to uh, when you're feeling that guilt about it to just like, ignore it. Yes. (laughs) And try to pretend it's not there. So you don't have to feel those feelings of guilt or like, or if you have no plan and you're like, I have no idea how I'm going to even pay for that. Um, ignoring it is the worst thing to do. So don't do that. Yeah. I call that the ostrich effect where you, you know, bury your head in the sand and just try to forget it. Yeah. Don't do that. Don't be naturally. (laughs) Thank you so much, Katie, for being with us today. Yes. Thank you, Susan, for having me. This is super fun. Thank you for listening to this episode of Amplify Your Impact. If you're loving what you're hearing, please subscribe and leave a review to help others like you discover the show. Now, have you ever wished that you could have a funnel builder or funnel designer on demand at your call whenever you needed them? Well, I want to invite you to go check out profunneldesigns.com where you can get a funnel builder for your team for a flat monthly fee and get whatever you need done anytime you need it. If you have existing funnels that need some optimization and redesigning, if you need new funnels built, then we can get new funnels built for you. And if you are just needing someone to manage what you already have going, then we can help with that as well. So head on over to profunneldesigns.com and check out what we can do for you.